Welcome to episode one of the Cougars Insider, the weekly Victoria Cougars podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. This podcast is mainly going to focus on players and coaches as well as other special guests that we bring in, but we'd also like to use it as a platform for breaking news as well as inside stories that you don't really see on the ice. I think this is a great platform for it. I got a lot of awesome episodes planned out for the summer as well as coming into the new season starting in September. I wanted to take the chance for episode one to kind of welcome a few new players that have joined the team already this summer as well as say goodbye to some staff and welcome some new staff. The Victoria Cougars have definitely made a splash this offseason with acquiring a bunch of new players, all of which I think will make an immediate impact in the Victoria Cougars roster. But I wanted to take the opportunity to say goodbye to a beloved Cougar staff member who has decided to retire from the Victoria Cougars and move on from his role with the organization. And that would be Peter Kung. And a lot of people who maybe come to the game on a regular basis or watch the broadcast may not know who Peter is, but he's been with the team for a very long time. And he's the one who writes all of the articles for the Victoria Cougars website. He also does the box scores live during every game, which is a huge help for broadcasters, not just myself, but other broadcasters who are a part of the Cougars broadcast, doing the away broadcast maybe, or just watching the game at home and want to keep up with up-to-the-date broadcasts as well as box score stats. It's really hard for a lot of teams to find somebody who's committed to doing that box score each and every game. So that alone was huge. But when I was sitting down to figure out what I wanted to talk about, I was looking at the back end of the Victoria Cougars website. And now Peter does all the news stories as well as uh, media releases and all kinds of written content for the Victoria Cougars. And he has for a very long time. And I was on the admin side of the Victoria Cougars website and I was looking at all the contributors to our site myself and a few others Peter out of the 1406 articles that are currently on the Victoria Cougars website has written 1343 of them so that just kind of gives you an idea of how much he's contributed to the Victoria Cougars in just the writing role that's a lot of work over the years and he'll definitely be greatly missed I know I'm gonna miss Peter uh, him and I had a, a few bets going on with football and hockey throughout the years. And I think the biggest thing I'm going to miss is the fact that he's not going to be contributing to the Victoria Cougars website anymore. And it means that I'm going to have to do it a lot more often. So that means, well, Peter, good luck. I now have a lot more work for myself. So uh, thank you for that. I think you might owe me a beer the next time we see each other. But uh, good luck in your future endeavors. And uh, we'll hope you come out to a game and we'll get you up to the broadcast booth and say hello then. As far as additions go, not only have the Cougars added players, but they've added, actually added a new coach. Jake Nixon of formerly the Wolves has now joined the Victoria Cougars as an associate coach. He played for the Victoria Cougars back in 2011. He's 27-year-old former Cougar player. He's been around the VIJHL for a long time. He knows the game very well, and he'll be a welcome addition to the Victoria Cougars. Him and Jake Stoltz are going to be running defense as well as the penalty kill on the bench, and he's going to have a huge impact off the ice as well during planning session as well as on ice for practices and games. So the Victoria Cougars definitely want to welcome Nixon returning 
to the Victoria Cougars after a five-year absence that it saw him playing and coaching elsewhere. So welcome back, Jake. Now the Victoria Cougars has already made a pretty big splash in the offseason as far as player acquisitions. During the spring camp, they added four new players, Rowan Miller, a 2001, Matt Clark, 2001, Cole Ford, and Bryce Irwin, both 2000-born players, and that was from spring camp. Rowan Miller and Bryce Irwin both AP'd with the Cougars last year, and they were amazing players to watch. Rowan Miller and Bryce Irwin both had huge impacts in the few games that they played as APs, and I know I said it on the broadcast more than once that both of these players are going to be Junior B next year, if not Junior A. Now, that being said, Rowan Miller, after signing with the Victoria Cougars, wasted no time as he went straight up and signed with the Powell River Kings of the BCHL. So he made the jump from Junior B to Junior A as quick as possible. In fact, he was not even officially Junior B, and he went all the way to A. So we hope that Rowan is able to crack the Kings roster and play with them this season if the Kings want to see him more in Junior B before he makes his Junior A stay permanent i know the cougars would definitely like to have him back in the lineup but good luck rolling up with the powell river kings the other two matt uh, matthew clark and cole ford will be welcome additions to the victoria cougars as the cougars look to bolster their offense last year they uh didn't have necessarily an issue with scoring but they weren't able to score with dominance like they have over the years past and a couple of these players should be able to help out with that now, that being said, the Cougars have made another acquisition, this time coming out of the Nanaimo Buccaneers organization, adding Booker Shaq Elias as well as Noah Kelly. And watching these guys play last year, it is definitely nice to see them in Cougars uniforms coming up this year. We're going to have a conversation with Booker and Noah coming up in a future episode. I've got them lined up for interviews, so we'll be sure to have a conversation with them to see what they think about going from another organization to the Victoria Cougars in the VI but I think the big news for the Cougars right now, a trade that was actually done on Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday, as I record the beginning of this episode, is Ryan Okino and Seamus Collins, a 98 and a 99 respectively, were picked up from the Chase Heat. And both of those players are going to be huge for the Victoria Cougars. I'm going to have a conversation with them shortly. I've got them lined up for a phone call, and we're going to chat and see what it's like for the Chase Heat players to come over to Vancouver Island and play in Victoria. I know playing in the KI and the VI are definitely different looks as you got different travel arrangements in some of those leagues in the mainland where they have to go a lot further, as well as the different aspects of the two different leagues. And one of the things that I'm definitely going to talk to them about is the change that the VI is doing to the point structure for the, uh, this upcoming season. And I've been an advocate for this for quite a while. And what they're what they're doing is changing from a two-point win, zero-point loss in regulation, two-point win, a one-point loss in overtime, or a potential tie that we've had last year to a closer to what you would see in European football or soccer is a three points for a win in regulation, no points for a loss in regulation, two points for a win in overtime, and one point for a loss in overtime with no possibility of ties. So with the overtime format, they would end in a shootout if overtime itself doesn't solve anything. But I think this is huge for the VIJHL as a whole because this pushes hockey forward 
and gets away from ties. I've been an advocate for this a while because I absolutely despise ties. Now, I know I know the whole shootout thing is a bit of a controversial topic in hockey worldwide. It's not just a controversial topic in the VI by any means, but the NHL, any other professional leagues, men's leagues, all around the world, shootouts, a lot of people don't like them. And they don't like them because the shootout isn't necessarily a hockey play. You get the occasional penalty shot in, in hockey, of course, but those are relatively few and far between. And with the shootout itself, a lot of people don't really like the way that ends a hockey game. Now, as much as I'd like to see overtime, like playoffs, just a never-ending stream of overtimes until somebody scores, that's not really practical for a regu regular season because, well, you can't really have 15 overtime periods potentially or like the overtime we had in the championship game with the Cougars in Campbell River a couple years ago that the game itself lasted well, the better part of six hours. You can't have that on a regular basis. There's a lot of games that go into overtime, and it's just not practical, especially in junior hockey when you've got ice that's being rented out by other teams after the game, men's leagues, so on and so forth. You have to be able to end the game at a pretty you know, predetermined time. You know, games last two and a half, possibly three hours, but they're not going to last five or six, so that way you can book ice afterwards. That's just the business of the arenas. So the shootouts eliminate that. They eliminate the you know never-ending overtimes, but it also eliminates ties. And I'm personally in the belief that a shootout is better than a tie because as far as I'm concerned, a tie doesn't solve anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's almost like you played a hockey game for no reason. And those, those single points that you get for ties or single points you get for overtime losses can play a factor come playoff time when you know you might only be one or two points out of a playoff spot or one or two points out of home ice advantage obviously those overtimes do play a factor and they are important but winning a game as far as i'm concerned is better for the fans and it's better for the product as a whole because quite frankly ties are boring i know the coaches on the ice like to see ties and is better than a loss because you know the team you're playing against didn't get more points than you did. But hockey, first and foremost, while it's entertainment, is a business. And if you want fans to come out to the game, you got to make that product exciting to get butts in the seats. That's just the way it works. And ties, honestly, ties suck. Yeah, some people might like them over shootouts, but I think the majority of people would rather see a shootout win than a tie but I think one thing that's not really being talked about as much I've noticed on social media with the three-point win in regulation is you're going to see some interesting tactics, I think, especially because it's new. You're going to see some interesting tactics come playoff time because there is a distinct possibility with the last couple of games of regular season that a team is three points out of a playoff spot or three points out of home ice advantage, three points out of first place, that kind of thing. And two points isn't good enough. Two points will not get you into the playoffs, but three points will. So picture this. You're three points out of a playoff spot. It's the last game of the season, and you're tied with five minutes left in the game. Traditionally, if you're tied with five minutes left in a game, you're just going to play normal hockey, and, well, you might go into overtime. But if you go into overtime and still win, those two points aren't going to help you. So your two-point win will actually knock you out of the playoffs, whereas a three-point win gets you into the playoffs. And that's where you're going to start seeing coaches 
pull some unusual tactics as far as hockey goes. You're going to see coaches pulling their goalie in a tie game in regulation. You're going to see goalies or goalies getting yanked out early. Not just the, I'm down by one goal with a minute and a half left. Let's pull the goalie and see what happens. You're going to see coaches rolling the dice because they need to win in regulation in order to get into the playoffs. A tie isn't good enough. So what I think that's going to do is add a really interesting dynamic to the way hockey is played with the three-point win. And you may even see coming down the home stretch where a team a team is maybe, say, 10 points out of the, the ideal spot, and they might gamble that in regulation with 10 games to go because three points gets them closer to a playoff spot or three points gets them closer to first place in the division, that kind of thing. So I think gambling with regulation wins may become a factor in the VIJHL, and if it's successful, and I think it will be, you may see other leagues adopt this format. Now, there was a little controversy with this announcement. The VI announced this a number of weeks ago, and we were getting ready to talk about, you know, what kind of changes this are, this is going to make for the league as a whole. And we got word, and having a conversation with Mark Berry from The Storm, he heard from a couple of different sources that uh, BC Hockey had actually nixed the shootout idea and said that, no, it's not going to happen. So... That was a bit of a shock because we thought it was all done. Obviously, obviously we got some inside information and we weren't sure if maybe this information was just a miscommunication from BC Hockey or if, in fact, they had made a decision and that information got uh, leaked and then we found out before they made a formal statement. Anyway, Mark and I both were posting on social media and there was a bunch of other broadcasters and fans posting on social media how... Removing the shootout was a terrible idea, and BC Hockey actually got involved on social media and said that that information was false. And uh, they they stepped up and said, no, that information is incorrect. We've got a statement coming forward. And uh, to their credit, they actually stepped up and uh, made it official. So we got three points in a shootout coming up. So that's, uh, that's a pretty huge deal for the VI going forward. Um, as of right now, as far as I know, the other two leagues in Junior B and BC are sticking to the traditional point format, and that'll be probably won't change this upcoming year. We're getting kind of close to the uh, end of summer here, close to main camp and the beginning of a new season in the next couple of months, so I doubt that's going to change. But uh, if it's successful in the VI in the upcoming year, we can be kind of like the guinea pig league. Maybe the other leagues will adopt this format, and maybe we'll see it go forward I think it would make hockey far more interesting from a fan's perspective. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how coaches adapt to the strategies that are needed to factor in that extra point. Because, yeah, winning in overtime is great. But winning in regulation is now one point better. So that's uh, that's pretty huge. We're going to be talking with Ryan Okino and Seamus Collins here coming up. Stick with us. Head over to our social media where we're going to be posting all kinds of neat stories coming up this summer. We've partnered with a, a few new faces. There was a, a hint on our social media earlier during spring camp. We had Jordy from uh, Ultimate Ultimate Fan uh, Hockey Cave, Ultimate Cave Fan Hockey League, Ultimate... Come on, Jordy. Your name is really long. Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. <laughs> Got a fantastic, like, hockey nerd theme park set up and uh 
for those of you guys who follow him, you already know all about it. But uh, you should head over to Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave on Instagram. It's fantastic. Jordy took over our Instagram earlier during spring camp and was doing some interviews with coaches and players and stuff like that. And we're hoping uh, Jordy gets a little more involved with the Cougars this year. He's uh, an incredibly talented individual. And, well, he's better at making video stuff than I am, which is good because I'm terrible at it. And I'm glad that they're looking at him to help out. So look forward to some awesome content coming from him. As well as we got a couple of cool announcements coming up later in the summer in a future episode. So our social media is definitely going to be a little more active as far as especially for Instagram goes. Because I'll be the first to admit our Instagram is pretty lethargic. And over the last year it was basically just box scores because updating Instagram is challenging when you're at the arena broadcasting a game. And for the most part I've been the only one that's operated the Cougar social media for the, the better part of a decade. So now that we're expanding our social media reach we're going to definitely make it far more useful so head over to instagram it's cougars jr hockey on instagram and twitter and we're also going to be making some awesome upgrades to our cougars facebook page for the longest time it was just a fan page but now we're going to be upgrading it and uh linking all three social media accounts so it'll definitely be a lot a lot more professional and uh, it'll look a lot cleaner We've got a couple of announcements coming up in the upcoming week, so make sure you uh, keep an eye out for future episodes of the podcast. And if you want to get involved in the podcast, we're definitely going to look for some fan input. We're going to be doing our podcast by uh, an app that you can find on iOS or Android for completely free. It's called Anchor, as in a ship's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. You can head over to anchor.fm and download the app. You can actually record your own version or own segments or own little clips and send them over to us and we can add them into a future podcast. So hit us up if you have any questions for the team, questions for players, anything like that. Hit us up on social media at Cougars JR Hockey or you can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Smith underscore 86 and we'll definitely get some fan involvement in the podcast because there's nothing better than Well, there's nothing better than me talking to you guys as opposed to me just talking to a mic by myself in a dark room because that's kind of depressing. But we've definitely got uh, a couple of interviews coming up. I'm going to talk to uh, Ryan and Seamus. We'll get them on the phone and see what their input is on being traded from the Chase Heat to the Victoria Cougars. Not only are they changing cities, they're moving to an island and they're changing leagues. They're going from that two-point league to a three-point league. So we'll uh, see what their inputs are on that and what the what they're expecting to come out of the Victoria Cougars this season. And I know from my perspective, I'm definitely looking forward to calling games with those guys playing because I think it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned. We'll get them on the phone shortly. This is Victoria Cougars Insider. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. Head over to victoriacougars.com for all the information. And be sure to follow us on social media at Cougars JR Hockey. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Seamus. How's it going? Not bad. How are you? Good. You're the first one on the new podcast, so I wanted to thank you for being the guinea pig for the Cougars. Oh, no problem. We're trying out a new format this year for interviews. It's a little more off the cuff. I'm not going to be doing any editing, any of that kind of stuff, so it'll be a, a little more fun, and I just wanted to thank you for 
coming on and welcome you to the Victoria Cougars. It's going to be a bit of a change for you, I bet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it, though. Now, you're coming from the Chase Heat. You played some time there last year. Uh, what was your like uh, time like in Chase last year? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was it was unbelievable being on the mm-hmm. ice every single day, and I feel like I got a lot better. Um, it, I felt the leagues were really different because I got traded from the uh, the PIJHL, like from the lower mainland, and the whole feel of it was completely different, and it took me a while to get used to, but once I got it, I loved it. Now, you're originally from Richmond, correct? Yes. So with the PI League, you uh, spent a lot of time in the greater Vancouver area, uh, a lot of big city stuff, and then you go to the KI, a lot of small towns. Uh, what was it like traveling to some interior parts of the province? Um, I, honestly, it was kind of cool playing in rinks I've never played in before because in the PI, I've really played in every single rink, just saw the same parents and played against the same kids. So it was nice, a bit of a change. And uh, I, I like the small town feel. I thought it was pretty cool and uh, how the town was pretty behind us. And honestly, just the change was nice. Now, one thing I've I've noticed following the different junior B leagues around the province for so long is the travel is quite different for all three leagues. Uh, what was it like spending so much time on the bus uh, playing in a league like the KIJHL? Honestly, it was great. Uh, you make pretty good uh, memories and relationships with your teammates and stuff you can't get anywhere else. I, I enjoyed all my time on the bus, whether I was sleeping or awake. But, um, yeah, it's a great place to meet guys especially me being a new guy on the team yeah I noticed there was a, a few road trips you went on last year like to a Soyuz or it's almost a four-hour bus ride you're not going to get that in the VIJHL uh, in fact a majority of the season you play against the South Division teams and from your home rink at the Archie Browning you could walk to the other rinks in less time than it took you to drive to some of the closer arenas in the KIJHL so it's definitely going to be a different feel from playing in Chase yeah, um, honestly, I could do without the six-hour bus rides, and I'm okay just keeping it close. But, um, yeah, it's really no difference to me. It's just, just another game. Now, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about what you think you're going to bring to the Cougars, um, what you can do to help the Cougars try and make a better push this year in the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Cougars had a little bit of an early exit last year in the playoffs compared to what they're used to. And I know Chase had a bit of a – disappointing playoff run last year as well. So uh, what are you going to bring to the Cougars that will help push possibly towards the Cyclone Taylor this year? Uh, I'd like to bring a lot of my offense to the table, but as well as the uh, physical edge along with it. Trying to tiptoe the line this year. Now the Cougars have traditionally been a pretty uh, hard-nosed team, fast skating, a lot of goals, but uh, they don't mind getting physical. So uh, if you don't mind throwing the body around, I think you'll fit in nicely. (laughs) That sounds good to me. Now, one big change that the VI is seeing this year is the introduction of a three-point-for-a-win format. Have you uh, had a chance to take a look at that and had some thoughts on what it's going to be like playing in this new format? No, I I hadn't seen that. I saw that they implemented the shootout a couple weeks ago, and I thought that was pretty cool. But no, I didn't see the three-point win. So what I'll do is I'll give you the elevator uh, speech for it. It's three points for a win in regulation, zero points for a loss two points for an overtime win and one point for an overtime loss, including the shootout. So there won't be any more ties, um, but it'll make the regulation win far more important. Is that, uh, yeah. is that going to really change the way the hockey feels you think? 
Uh, I think guys, when it's tie games, they're going to be a bit more desperate to get that last goal, and the game's going to open up rather than parking the bus. But yeah, uh, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I think it's going to make for some uh, interesting last half of third periods. Yeah, you're going to really have to run up the score. Now you're coming over to Victoria with teammate Ryan Okino. What uh, what do you got to say about him? Oh, he's a character guy. He brings a lot of offense from the blue line, which is which is huge. It's hard to find that. And uh, he's, he's pretty calm, and he, he's good two ways. Uh, what's the number one thing you're looking forward to coming to Vancouver Island? Um, for the hockey or just in general? Just in general. Hockey, you're going uh, to have, have some time to yourself as well to explore Vancouver Island. If you're growing up in the city, Victoria is going to be a little bit of a different look. I, I've spent quite a bit of time in Victoria when I was younger, and I, I, I know it okay, I'd say. But, um, yeah, it's really – I think it's cool to billet and whatnot and being out of my house. And um, I think the island's really nice. There's a lot of places – there's a lot of things to do, a lot of places to look at. So I'm going to try to do it all. Any parting words you want for uh, the Chase Heat before you make your way over to Victoria? Um, it was a great couple of months. Uh, it sucked that we couldn't go a bit further. Yeah, it's uh... – it's, it's never fun to end your season on a loss, and I know the Chase Heat have got a great organization. So we're glad to have you. Uh, thanks for stepping up and being uh, guinea pig number one for our, our little chat here, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you come main camp. Yeah, absolutely. Seamus Collins, formerly the Chase Heat, joining me on Cougars Insider. Thank you again, Seamus. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Have a good one. Up next, we've got Ryan Okino. Stay with us. On the phone with Ryan Okino. How's it going, Ryan? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Um, just wanted to first welcome you to episode one of our attempt at a podcast. This is a little off the cuff, unedited, so we're just going straight to it. Uh, you and Seamus have been a bit of guinea pigs going forward, so I wanted to thank you for that. Okay, yeah, no worries. Now, are you uh, currently back home on the mainland right now? Is that where you're hanging out? Yeah, I'm living at home right now in Richmond. Now, you and Seamus, both from Richmond. Uh, did you guys play together growing up? Yeah, we're both Easton kids. We played um, we played minor hockey together in in Midget, right? Like, we had the split associations. So, like, he was Seafair for most of his life, and I was Richmond for most of my life. So, we, like, played against each other mostly. But then, like, yeah, I switched over to Seafair for Midget. So my second and third year midget, we played together. Well, it's kind of neat going from midget hockey playing with somebody to junior hockey in a completely different city, playing with the same guy and then getting traded with the same guy going to Vancouver Island. It's kind of neat how you guys have kind of followed each other around a bit. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, we've definitely been keeping in touch a lot, hanging out and stuff like that. We're both excited for it. Well, you spent a couple of years in chase, uh, averaged about half a point a game over your career with Chase. What was it like playing in Chase uh, compared to growing up in Vancouver? Oh, it's definitely like a different experience from what you used to. Like a big change of scenery, being in the small town and stuff like that. Like the the hockey itself was a lot better. Like Brad's a great coach and he definitely knows. Like he shaped me into like the player I am now. And like I'm thankful for that. Plus like being in a small town like that, it's like – the junior team was kind of like their main attraction. So they treated us like rock stars. It was super great. Yeah. It's definitely nice to 
play on a team where you're kind of like the the premier attraction in a small town, yeah. the Campbell River Storm on Vancouver Island are in a similar boat where they don't really have any competition as far as elite sports go. So they've always got a ton of people coming out to the games. Whereas you come down to the South Island and you've got BCHL, WHL, baseball, football, soccer, all kinds of hockey. So it's uh, it's definitely neat to see a junior B team being the premier sport in a town. Yeah, it's nice. Makes you feel important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun because you get a lot of really diehard fans that come out to games. Yeah, seriously. Now, you've been traded to Victoria for next year. What's uh, what's that whole situation been like? Uh, definitely exciting. Uh, like, if I'm being honest, I was just kind of, like, not planning on playing this year. Just from, like, the way, like, everything went last year and stuff like that. But then, like... I was kind of, like, struggling with, like, how I was going to break that to the team. And then all of a sudden, Brad, or, like, the the organization itself, they called me and they were, like, hey, like, they kind of just talked to me for a bit, talked about their plan and stuff like that. And they're, like, yeah, you have a lot of teams that are interested in you. And, like, gave me, like, a list. And Victoria was one of them. And he's, like, they're, like, really interested in you. Should I give them your information? And I was, like, yeah, sure. We'll see where it goes. So, yeah, here I, I know. Am. I know talking to uh... – Brody and Sunil, they're they're very excited to have you uh, come and wearing a Cougars jersey this upcoming year. Um, some of the veteran players I've had a chance to talk to about you guys coming over, and they're they're definitely stoked to see you guys coming over to the island. Uh, have you spent much time on Vancouver Island growing up? Uh yeah, I have family members over there, so I'm like kind of familiar with the island. Like I don't really like know my way around that well or anything like that. But it's not going to be a completely alien place for you. You've been yeah, here before. I like it over there a lot. It's a nice change of scenery from, like, from like the lower mainland, especially, like, being in Vancouver and stuff like that. So much more peaceful. Yeah, it's, 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 a, little more, it, it's a little bit more chill. It's almost like it has the big city vibe, but in a smaller area with kind of less going on. It's less hectic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, you're going to be traveling a lot less because the teams are so packed together. Seamus did mention that he actually really likes the bus, but he's not really going to miss six-hour bus trips. What's it been like for you playing for Chase and spending so much time on the bus? Oh, yeah. Like, I I never really had troubles with long car rides or anything like that. So, like, the long travel, like, it's kind of annoying, especially, like, after a game when you're not rolling into the rink until, like, 2, 3 in the morning, and then you have to unpack all your gear and then go home. You're getting home that late. But, I mean, like, being on the bus, especially with all the, all, like, your boys and stuff like that, it's, it's an experience. You get a lot closer. Like, you're kind of, like, you're almost forced to hang out with each other, like, being close quarters a lot more. So, like, you're obviously just going to, like, buddy up. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. have forced, forced bonding. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, that works, and it can make for a, uh, a better team. When the players gel well off the ice, they usually play well together on the ice. What, uh, as a defenseman, what are you planning on bringing to the team that uh, maybe we haven't really seen as far as looking at box scores and stats go? What kind of defenseman do you see yourself as? Uh, well, I mean, I'm definitely like, I like having the puck on my stick. Like, I'm definitely more like orientated in like the way I play. Like, it's it's a lot more fun for me jumping up and stuff like that. But like defense is like a priority as a defenseman right so like when I'm in my zone it's kind of just like I try and like keep it simple and like not get scored on like look for a pass and if not I just kind of like go glassing out but then like 
once you're in their zone, that's like a completely different game, right? That's when you get creative and stuff like that. So See, that's what I you like you like to mess with the other team a little bit. How about physicality? Are you uh, are you one to throw the body or are you the guy to stand up? Like you're you're listed at six two, so with skates on, you're not exactly small no. by any means. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've got size. Like I was never really like a big hitter or anything like that, but it's like I've got size, so you gotta use it properly, right? Like I'm not scared to like run into somebody or anything like that. But like big hits aren't like my not like my game. Even though, oh, hey, if you're putting points on the board, it's not really the end of the end of the world if you're not laying people out at the same time. Yeah, exactly. But two years in the KI toughens you up a lot. So like, yeah, I've heard that a lot. I heard that the KI is a, it's a it's a bit of a gritty league. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of like just putting your nose to the grindstone, going out there and working stuff like that. Like, skill guys come and go because it's like they stand out so much in the league and they're racking up really like a like a large amount of points. So like. Yeah. They they make the the trip up to the next level quickly, so it's the it's the tough guys that have to keep working every day. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you had a chance to uh take a look at the new three point format coming into the VIJHL next year? No, I actually never even heard of that until Okay. Right All right. So Seamus was in the same boat and, and it's it's been uh causing a lot of buzz on the on the Vancouver Island side of things, but um I know the two other junior B leagues in BC haven't uh, haven't adopted this, and uh, I'm hearing rumors that they were actually against it. But next year, the VIJHL is trying out a new point system, so it's going to be three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss, with no possibility of ties. So after two overtimes, if there's no winner, then you've got a shootout. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's they're they're really changing up the way that the point system works, it, putting an emphasis on regulation wins because that extra point can be huge coming down the stretch. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts on uh, changing up the the point structure that's been around for as long as I can remember? Well, well, it's definitely different. Like one thing I can say is, um, it was like two or three years back that they took shootouts out of junior B. They just started ending games and like like after double OT, they'll just call it a tie, right? Yeah. And like a lot of were really upset about that because a lot of guys really like the shootouts. And like just ending the game in a tie is kind of like a bad way to end it, no matter how it ends. So like getting shootouts back is a really nice aspect. Like knowing that like you won't end the game where you both just get a point and walk away, like, oh good tie. Yeah, it almost feels like something wasn't accomplished. It's like the game's not over yet. Yeah, exactly. Like it gives you more to fight for that extra point. Like, yeah, it's definitely a lot weirder. It's going to be different. And I think the coaches are going to have to uh, change the way they think as far as strategies go and stuff like that. That extra point per game can really yeah, make a huge difference. Right. And there was a lot of overtime games last year in the VI that um, could have ended in a regulation win. But teams, when you're tied with the last couple of minutes, you almost take a step back and hunker down and just hold on to that tie for overtime to guarantee getting the point, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think that you might see a little, few little changes in strategy. Yeah, it's an interesting change for sure. Like, I can't see it having, like, super negative effects on the league or anything like that. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how it happens or how it's received by everybody, right? Just see how the year goes. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time chatting with me here. We'll see you in a couple of weeks when – or a couple of months, rather, when camp starts up and we'll get you in a Cougars uniform. 
Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for calling, and uh, we'll see you in a couple a couple of months when the season gets going. Yeah, no worries. I can't wait. Thanks again, Ryan Okino, formerly of the Chase Seat, just picked up by the Victoria Cougars for the upcoming season. Thanks, Ryan. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, take care, guys. Well, those are my chats with Seamus Collins and Ryan Okino, formerly of the Chase Heat. I want to thank them both for being guinea pigs here on our debut episode. Going forward, I'm actually going to be having co-hosts as well as panel discussions, special guests, and lots of stuff that I've got planned going forward. This was more of just kind of a rough take going forward. I'm definitely going to refine the formula and uh, hopefully shorten the episodes a little bit. This one ran a a little bit longer than I expected, but I want to appreciate you for getting to this point in the episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have episode two next week with special guests, and I'll have those up on Twitter in the coming week. So head over to Cougars JR Hockey for the Cougars Twitter, where you can hit up mine at Jordan Smith underscore 86. So thanks again for watching, or rather listening, to Cougars Insider. We'll have more episodes coming up in the coming weeks. And we have a couple of special announcements coming up in the summer, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.